You're listening to Life in Limbo Land, the go-to podcast for all things millennial. We started in the love field and now we're expanding. We're going to go into health, wellness, fitness, finances, buying a home, lifestyle, everything you need to know to live your best life. And who are we? I'm Tiffany. I work in entertainment partnerships. I'm an LA native who loves discovering and exploring all things in the neighborhood, learning about healthcare, skincare, what is popping, what the new restaurants are. I have a newsletter, Tips Tips newsletter. Check it out where I highlight all the best happenings in LA and also share my favorite things. I also love all things pumpkin spice and I wrote my master's thesis on dating. So I'm here for the collective millennial experience. My name was Kudzi. I was born in Zimbabwe, grew up in South Africa, and now I live in Los Angeles, where I work in digital media and entertainment, particularly focused on talent and helping people express themselves on the internet. I've noticed a growing need for stability among millennials in the online space. Same as Tiffany, I also have interests outside of podcasting. I have an Instagram called Sir Candleman, where I'm aiming to be the leader in all things luxury scented candles. Now, now let's, let's get, get into, into it. it. On this episode, we're talking career changes and transitions. We have Evelyn Zhang, and she'll take us through her journey from being in the army for five years to foraying into the entertainment world and how she made that transition to the civilian world and how you can pivot your life and find your dream job. It's been amazing to go from the military and now I work in digital entertainment following today's internet stars. Wow. So how did you get here? I just want to know, like, take us back to the journey of like being in the army. Yeah. And like what that was like. Yeah. And maybe then go into how you decided what you even wanted to do, because did you know you wanted to be in entertainment? Totally, totally. So, well, I definitely, I ended up in the army more as a result of my college. I went to West Point. So for those listening who aren't familiar, like the service academies, we do have four of them. The Air Force Academy in Colorado, Annapolis, the Navy Academy, West Point up in New York, and then we have a Coast Guard Academy. So the deal with these military academies is you do graduate with a bachelor's, um, but your tuition and your board is all covered by the government. What that means is that after you graduate you do commission as an officer in the military and you owe five years of active duty service so this is similar to the ROTC programs when the kids get scholarships in college Mm -hmm. and then they owe service time after but the military academies owe five years of service versus I think ROTC is four years Um, so I went to West Point Uh, really I mean when you're 17 you know like you're just like looking for a school that'll (laughs) accept you and my parents had um, given me the idea of applying to a military school you know we were I'm a Chinese immigrant naturalized citizen they thought you know, it'd be cool, like, for their naturalized daughter to go to, like, an American institution. Um, For them, growing up in China, they learned about, like, you know, a lot of our World War II generals, um, you know, Eisenhower, um, uh, MacArthur, a lot of them came from West Point. So to them, they were like, oh, that's like pretty historical. Oh my God, cool. Yeah. I didn't know about this. I'm learning so much. Did you know about No, no. I mean, literally, like when my parents gave me the idea, I was like, oh, are you punishing me? Is this boot camp? Like, is this because I got that A minus and not an A? Um, But of course, I mean, when I, uh, I did like a one week high school camp 
camp to kind of test it out and I found out like oh wow it's legit like it's you get a real degree you get to travel the world and um it is on you know like you're part of the government right like you're part of this federal institution um so I was like okay I'll give it a try like why not you know, I'm just a senior in high school. If I don't like it, they do have the military academies do have a two year um, grace period where you can transfer and you oh. don't owe back any money, any credits. You can take your credits with you. Oh, like, wow. So do people ever just do the two years to like save money? Um, and then... So I feel like it'd be like you definitely hor- be take. Though. I was going to yeah. say you'd definitely be sacrificing a lot if it was just to save that money because you've got like two years. You got boot camp in there. Oh. You've got like all these like physical fitness tests thrown oh in really yeah, oh, yeah okay yeah, so yeah. while you're in college they're prepping you for exactly your- exactly so that's a lot to just like get you know like two years free uh, we did see like attrition we did see people drop out a lot after freshman boot camp because like they don't it's not what they expected um, how hard is freshman boot camp like what do you have to do um it's a lot of like entry level physical fitness like every morning you're doing like push-ups sit-ups running and like getting all on the same level with each other um it's a lot of like um kind of discipline like learning to make your bed and like doing all these things that like kind of show like they're breaking down like whatever ego you had after high school and like starting from like the bottom and working your way up again like the whole military idea of like the hierarchy Mm -hmm. and they want to like start ingrain you in that from like right from the beginning and wait so does everyone have to live on campus yeah exactly everything is super controlled on campus um everyone lives on campus in the dorms everyone we have like our own student hierarchy where like the freshmen kind of do all the chores for the upperclassmen oh, wow. so like in the mornings at like 5 30 a.m we'll like collect everyone's trash pick up their laundry drop off new york times for them outside their Whoa. door yeah yeah so it's all this discipline stuff and then sophomores um your job is mainly to mentor freshmen so it's usually like a one-to-one ratio how do you mentorship. get your mentor is it just um, a sign yeah just a sign totally mm-hmm. random and then juniors you're usually in charge of like 10 freshmen and sophomores Whoa. um and then for those who aren't in charge of like underclassmen you kind of have like admin jobs like you can be an academic officer and like make sure that everyone you get everyone's report cards every semester and you make sure like whoever's struggling like is getting like extra help and stuff oh wow yeah so you've got like all these different jobs and then seniors are like kind of king of the castle and seniors will usually oversee like 40 freshmen sophomore juniors um and then a lot of the seniors will also be like staff positions that Mm -hmm. like don't have like mentorship like that um yeah so it's a lot it's a lot of like military lifestyle straight from 17 you know i think i went to west point because i was like wow this is something new it might give me a life experience but i also never lost like my pure heart and passion which was like pop culture Mm. so like even in college i remember having like a free period during freshman year and i would collect and make a Evelyn newsletter of the day. Oh my and God. I would email it out. Oh, tips, tips. Yes. Yes, I knew we were connected on, a, on the way. Oh my God. We need <laughs> yes. to get those newsletters. We yes. need to break them out. Wait, you should start doing that again. So this was back when like Perez Hilton was big. Oh my God. So Perez. I'd like pull a couple like top photos from Perez. I'd pull like some, you know, like Yahoo had a lot of like um, sur- 
like uh, top orange juices or top like milk brands and I would throw that in there. Throw <laughs> Did you ever do a daily mail moment <laughs> or were you just not there? Oh my God. I felt like Perez was like pretty juicy back okay, then. Okay. Um, and then it turned into like whoever was on my distro, I throw like a shout out, like happy birthday to so-and-so on this oh, distro. That's so like, cute. Don't forget to go see army, like army lacrosse team, like go to like <laughs> beat Tulane this weekend. <laughs> so it was like so, personal, you know, Yeah. I love but it that. was this cute moment where it was me trying to take my pop culture passion and mm -hmm. funnel it in any way even though i was wearing a uniform day to day and like was in this military life mm -hmm. um and were you able to find other people who had like this similar passion as you in it or did you feel like you had to kind of like cultivate it for yourself totally the latter like uh. there were so i can't even count how many times at west point in college and even in the army people were like wow like uh why are you in the army right. you know because they would hear me talking about pop culture or see my you know if this was college they'd see my newsletter and stuff they or like they'd see my journal and like all this stuff they'd be like wow like how did you end up here as if like i couldn't be multifaceted and still have my passion and also like you know um have do all the military tactical so stuff. was it like hard connecting with the students there or were you able to like find your own like group of people that kind of had yeah similar-ish interests or like were, had like different interests aside from what like might be like the typical exactly so i think because of that my interest with the entertainment industry i actually stayed in touch more close than the average person with my high school friends because oh, my high school okay. friends were the ones who we always loved that stuff and we always gossiped and loved like keeping each other up to date Cute. i remember during boot camp my high school friends sent me an us weekly issue um because we didn't have cell phones we had to turn in our cell phones we had no computers oh wow so it's the idea of no like connection mm -hmm. to the outside world so they sent me an us Tiffany weekly crumble. Crumble, <laughs> shaking. very hard because i feel like during that time in 2005 i was like on the red carpet interviewing celeb so it was a very opposite of your so world opposite yeah um but that us weekly issue got confiscated oh my god because we weren't allowed to have anything and oh so god. then my friends i wrote back to my friends and i was like hey you're not allowed to send me that so then they wait so they check your mail before you get it or how did that well, happen? like they take us down for mail checks yeah. like everyone and then what would happen during that summer is like you're supposed to get like envelopes but when my friend sent me the magazine issue, it clearly came in a bigger envelope. Oh. And so they took it for me. Wait, and, like, but why couldn't check. you have an Us Weekly? Because it's like a connection to, to the, the outside, outside world. world. Oh. <laughs> hey, oh, you know what? I'm just trying to learn here, okay? <laughs> so oh. what my friends did was they would literally cut out the articles wow. and fold them and mail them in like the normal business envelope. Wow. So, but that is like how deep early on like my passion for pop culture was i and love that i think for me like it the only people i could really like bond with over it was my high school friends because of course like when you're at a military college there tend to be less people who are interested mm -hmm. in that industry. and what was like the male to female ratio like there so when i was there they did keep it at a quota 85 percent male 15 percent female yeah because it's the idea of um uh, graduating X number of officers that mm -hmm. will take on like certain jobs that can be unisex or there are certain jobs at the time that were male only. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to make sure they covered Got down it. on the male only jobs. Okay. So then the four years of like college pass yeah. and it's time to go 
into service like yes. how does Evelyn feel then what is going yes. on in your head and did you like know people who had already done it did you have like the yeah. mentorship there I'd love to know yeah that's actually exactly why I ended up staying like I honestly sh- showed up to um, college being like oh I probably won't like this and I'll probably transfer mm-hmm. at the two year mark right um, but then I ended up making friends with I saw how cool the upperclassmen were I saw like wow like they're graduating and going and doing their army thing like i can too mm-hmm. you know like they're normal <laughs> like it's not wait question gi joe that we see in the movie speaking of that were there any like clubs and organizations there like i know like at, in college like we had like all these different like activities you could join yeah. that were like aligned with your passion like if you wanted you could start a craft club or like whatever it was did you guys have that so or? we had it was a little more structured but we did have you know like we didn't have Greek life, mm-hmm. um, but we did have, like, I think I joined the snowboarding club because um, we had, like, a ski um, a ski resort on campus mm-hmm. and stuff. And then um, they had they had different like wilderness shooting <laughs> okay clubs, so very specific club. very specific yeah and like oh. all like a shade of like the military lifestyle right okay okay um, I was like maybe you could start a club but yeah maybe not okay so <laughs> you saw your older people yeah. like thriving yeah and so i knew i was like okay you know what i can do this and like i'm not gonna lose my identity by like going into the army um and i kind of always knew like i, I grew up in boston like it's not that common to go into the military up there um and i always kind of knew this west point thing it would be five-year contract it would open up a lot of doors for me later so i always knew i wanted to do some sort of grad school on the end of it um but i didn't really think about life after the army until probably army year four um just because i wanted to like just do a good job and keep my head down for the first few years so for the first few few years how are you feeling like yeah. what, did you miss your friends your family like were the you, outside world outside <laughs> world yeah like yeah. not knowing what's going like did you know what was going on in entertainment yeah, did yeah. you like so the army life after west point was much easier because you are like your own adult at this point and like being an officer like i got housing allowance so i got to live off base um I got to watch like all the TV, you know, like I still <laughs> yeah. got to watch the same amount of TV I used to. Um, but it was hard. Like I wouldn't, you know, um, there wasn't anyone really at around work I could bond with about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially I think out of 60, my platoon, I was a platoon leader at 22 and I had 64 soldiers, like four of us were women, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just like a different crowd. Um, but I actually remember like bonding with my soldiers about like what TV shows they were watching and all this stuff and i remember once for like team building i rented out a um like a community center on base and i got like a red box movie and (laughs) i just showed it was that like ti um chris brown um i can't remember now but it was it was one of it was um a movie that ti was in i think and i remember and i just played it and like everyone had a great time and i was like yes this is me being entertainment <laughs> like and this bring is my it, entertainment. bring it to the masses yeah. Yeah. you have to do exactly. what you can wherever you are yes yeah. resourceful yeah. right yeah. so there were always little hints of it and i remember early on like my 
platoon sergeants and my sergeants who supported me, they were always like, what do you want to do after the army? And I used to say in such like a wistful way, like, I want to go to Hollywood. Oh my God. And what was their reaction when you would say that? They were just like laughing. And you know, they're usually, I was 22. But look at you now. I know. And it's so funny now because they, I keep in touch with them still, right? Like we went through it together and they're like, wow, ma'am, like you You did did it. it. Yeah. Yeah. They say ma'am. Yeah. Because they were my sergeant. that's cute okay so you're nearing the fifth year what do how do you start setting up and planning for this life i mean i hear civilian life like for a lot of people scary because they're used to this certain way of life and like will people accept them will be they be able to get jobs that they want to get like all things that are probably like crossing your mind during this time so what do you do yeah so i honestly think like this is also applicable to anyone at any age when you are looking for a career transition like i went through heavy self-reflection like what am i truly passionate about what can i really see myself doing for a job and not just like for fun as or as a hobby Mm -hmm. um i remember thinking through um three particular job um, paths. One was the entertainment industry. I knew maybe there could be um, a business aspect of it other than the side that what we know, like in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was thinking, wow, like I really, I'm kind of a foodie. Like, do I want to be in the food industry? <laughs> like, I can see that too. Do I want to, you know, like do something in like the food business? Um, and then on the third path I saw for myself was I grew up in the public education system up in Massachusetts, which is like honestly like a really strong public school system. And at that time, there were like a ton of documentaries about like um, charter schools and how like charter schools were like the savior to public schools Mm -hmm. because, you know, like the American public school system like has a lot of room for improvement. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, like could I do something there to like help give back to like the education system that nurtured me? Um, And then I ended up realizing I'm like foodie. I just like eating food. I don't necessarily need to work in food. And then with the education system stuff, I was like, you know, um, I read into it. It was like, you have to get your master's in education. You kind of have to like pay your dues as a teacher starting. And I was like, wow, that's like a lot of work for maybe like still not knowing like Mm -hmm. where I want to end up. Um, So then I like really that kind of process of elimination. I was like, wow, like let me really look into this entertainment career. And then I realized you know like coming from the army straight into entertainment is hard Mm -hmm. like a lot of I think society today is very much thank you for your service like we are so grateful but then when you actually give them your resume they're like we don't know what to do with this like we we don't understand like how this is transferable um and what I see a lot of my peers end up is they end up in like warehouse jobs operations jobs Mm -hmm. um they end up at like um like software sales, medical device sales, Mm. you know, um, because those companies kind of pick you up, but at no point did they like have a reflection on like, this is like the industry I want to go towards. Mm. So when I realized that I looked into grad schools that have that entertainment aspect for it. And, um, I ended up going to NYU business school, which has an entertainment MBA. There's a couple of them Mm. around the country, um, with that degree. And so, yeah, I, I went to grad school. So did you know that like grad school was the path for you to get into entertainment? Yeah, I kind of saw 
thought as grad school would be the path where I could intern and be protected mm, as a student and like work all these like hustle, you know, like hustle and work right. these jobs. And then be able to say like you've done it before. Exactly. That's what I and as an intern, you're yeah, like not threatening, yeah. right? right? Like companies need interns right. for the summer. And so I kind of saw like that was my in. So wow, so smart. Cause yeah. did you know that was like the path to take too? Like, yeah, that's why I went to business school to transition careers. Oh, so is that why people usually go to business? I see school? a lot yeah. of people. They go for a number of reasons. There's oh. like a big, so, big chunk are career transitioners. A big chunk are just they have to do that to get promoted, particularly in like mm-hmm. consulting mm-hmm. or private equity or like banking. Those companies yeah. will pay for it. They'll pay for it. it. Yeah. yeah, and it's kind of the next step. Some are taking a little bit of a break because they're rich and they have some time. <laughs> um, nice. So it's a combo. But a lot of people are con- mm-hmm. career transitioning because mm-hmm. you get to test it out and like people will let you test it out and pay you to test it out. Yeah, and if you're so good, cool. you like in. Right. Versus spending yeah. like two years at that actual company and then trying to transition. And then it's just like, you know, you kind of have to give a lot of time for each yeah, job. Yeah. Okay, okay. Strategy. Yeah. So once you got out of business school, what was the next step to getting closer to your dream job? This is the stuff that the people need to know. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like already they have these tangible steps like go to business school. Yeah. Well, also or go ex- to like a school, you know, educate like right. the next degree. Go to business school you. just represents like you need something that allows you to pivot. Shake it up. Yeah. Like you need some, basically you need something that gives you gives you a second chance or exactly. like takes a chance on you so yeah. whether that's like a university or a person yeah. or mm-hmm. or something that people can see you in a different light yes. so like that yeah. means you could even do it on like social media like you could yeah. start a channel or a page or whatever about your thing and like actively grow yes. that to be something and people can think of you in a different literally way. everyone reaches out to me for social media right. they're like do you still do social media and if not do you know people who do social media and i always like have referrals so if you want to get into social media (laughs) but i mean that's just going back to like social media does make a impact in what people see you as a professional in absolutely it allows you to build like your own brand that's different than your resume yeah um yeah so during grad school i during business school i definitely interned at like major media companies uh which helped me get my foot in the door after graduation and i continued to work in like a major television network um i did that for about a year and a half and then at the time i was dating someone who you know when i was in new york he was in california so i started looking into california jobs and i how did you meet someone in california when you were in new york oh my god he was in new york on tinder visiting for the weekend (laughs) okay never like end up pursuing those like people who are dressed in town because i'm like they're just here for a hookup but i've heard a lot of stories of people who end up like dating yeah yeah it was wild and that was totally the mindset i had going in i was you know he was actually really upfront when we matched he was like hey i'm actually just in town but i'd still love to meet up for drinks and i was like okay whatever (laughs) and then we ended up having this great time and we hung out like three more times before the weekend was over wow um, but so then we kept in touch and we ended up this long distance dating and so i started looking at opportunities on the west coast um and then i kind of ended up at the company i'm at now um 
and I was still able to stay in tech, uh, uh, stay in entertainment, yeah. but just now at a tech company. Um, this job brought me out to LA. Unfortunately, the relationship didn't work out Aww. because he was in the Bay Area. Mm. Oh. But honestly, for me, like, wow, this is exactly where I think I was. You're such to be. an LA girl that I can't believe you ever <laughs> lived in New York. Like, I just I feel know. like you thrive here so much. I know. I always say New York to LA is a life upgrade for sure. <laughs> it is. I was in New York this past week and I was just like, it's too intense. Everything is like dialed up to like 100 and I just mm. couldn't breathe in the streets and it was hot. I can never and I breathe. Landed back. I was like, oh my god, this is so great. But also, people yeah. here were also like a little crazy too. <laughs> I think everything has pros and cons, you know. Definitely. People in LA make stuff up for a living. I keep saying that. Like everyone just like imagines things, but which is part of the, why it's great too. I always say New York is where like it's cool to like have no life and work hard which is crazy oh, to me okay right. and here's the opposite it's what? like it's cool to like have like a thriving social life right and like but also work hard yeah <laughs> also work hard but you have to have like all the other side hustles yeah, too otherwise try. you're boring you're aspirational with yeah, your side like, hobbies should i start a newsletter a candle you should newsletter? start something well what i'm saying is yeah like i meet so many people i'm like oh so like what do you like to do for fun like do you have any like side hustles and like i just like go to the gym go to work call it a day i'm like Tiffany's <laughs> <laughs> like i just fell asleep Tiffany, sometimes you just need a stable able person i'm good at the stable able but give me something to hold on to give me a little spark give me a little something okay you have the spark you think like, you can you bring the spark you're no, good though. i need a high performer too like i just can't have like a stable you have a simple pimple yeah. as you call it. he yeah. wants a simple pimple i have like i want a simple pimple but like who's also dynamic so not simple <laughs> so not, yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a dynamic idea. <laughs> yeah, I like I that think idea. you would look. Oh, this is why. Okay, yeah. You're what? looking for like something that doesn't exist. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm looking for like a beta high performer. Okay. <laughs> Where, oh, sounds like someone has been thinking about that. <laughs> like, that I know exactly what it is. Well, that. Well, because I tell people, I have friends who are like guy friends who are, like. Tiffany wants a high performer, but who will like go along with everything she wants to do and That's like not true. be that aggressive. Like and I'm like, okay, what? This sounds like a totally great person. Like, what's the problem? Like, why are we talking about it? Like, it's a bad thing that because I want. High, it's not bad. The high performers generally won't go with everything right. you want because mm-hmm. they're like, let's pick the better thing. Yeah, <laughs> which is my thing. This is my thing, right? Or like an like an adjusted thing, you know. Anywho. Okay, so getting back into this world, (laughs) I have a question. Yeah. So when you like start working at these companies, did you notice a difference between how you approach things and how like your colleagues approach things? And did you like try to like adapt to their way? Do you think like your back your military training like equipped you for things that they weren't able to handle and vice versa? Yeah, that's so interesting. So I definitely noticed like actually right from Um, business school like I was different or like me and my veterans classmate military veterans classmates were different um, than our other classmates Um, I think you know we found that things that other classmates were were stressing about didn't necessarily stress us Mm. out like things about like exams or like job hunting and stuff like we knew and acknowledged like there's a hustle and there's going to be hard work that gets put into it but we also kind of knew like life would work out right yeah because you have context like things are exactly you were exactly wait can you tell a story where you're just like laying down in afghanistan and you're seeing the tiffany loves this story it puts things into context context you know when you're having like 
a silly day yeah. where you're like being hard on yourself and you're like gosh darn it tiffany can't you just get it together yeah. and then you hear this story and you're like okay like this one thing isn't like a make or break moment but like when you don't know what's gonna happen to your life actually yeah. you know i need that, to know the story yeah so when i was 24 i did go to afghanistan for a year um i was an operations officer in charge of the logistics for about 120 soldiers and we were out of kandahar and you know i've never been deployed before i was 24 um i was pretty confident in like my like leadership skills and what I would my job but to be in Afghanistan I it was just nothing I've ever experienced before and no one however much they tell you about it can prepare you for it um so I kind of just you know at the time like 2011 2012 like we were in America was in Iraq Afghanistan like it was pretty common for me and my West Point classmates to be in the Middle East um so I didn't think much of it when I got told me and my company were going over there um but once I actually got to Afghanistan you know, I found myself crying for the first really? week straight, like yeah. every night by myself in my trailer, like crying out of homesickness. You know, I was on a nine hours, you know, from my parents in the time zone, from family and friends. Um, so lonely. Like, you know, when you're over there, like you do work nine to five, but then after five, like there's nothing else to do, right. right? There's no movies to go see. There's no restaurant to go check out. Like you literally just go back to your trailer and like read a book. <laughs> so it's this whole new lifestyle yeah. change. Like even though I was in the military, which is already different than all my other friends, like now I was even in a new life that was different than what I knew of the military. Um, so I was crying for about a week. And this is also like what I didn't realize is even though I wasn't on the front lines, I had a very like like tech job, tech and communications job, um, our base would still get rocket attacks like a couple times a week. We used to have this like um, tally on our office wall of like every time we got rocket attack. Whoa. Yeah. And like anytime, and it's like, I think it was a rule at the time at the base, like any 25 yards or 50 yards, there has to be, um, there has to be a bunker. You know, so at any mm -hmm. time you can just like go and run into the bunker. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, like that first week I was getting rocket attacked. I was far from family and friends. It was just like, A I lot. was like, oh my God, I have 365 days of this. But then, you know, I kind of had my own awakening where I was like, I can't cry for 52 weeks of the year. Like I right. can't live in fear like for the whole year. Like I just need to like get over it, you know, um, and just like put my head down, do my job and like not think about it. But it also brought me into a place mentally where I was like, well, if something does happen to me out here, like, am I at peace with the life I've lived? You know, like, how do I feel about my life? And, you know, am I, is it okay if something happens to me? And you kind of just have to come to terms with that, right? Which I think at 24 is like, I've ne no one ever prepared me to think through that um but of course the only way to think through it is to say like yes i'm at peace with my life mistakes and accomplishments everything together um so then yeah that was how i survived afghanistan kutsi are you at peace with your life i was thinking that right now i'm like am i i think That's like the first thing, yeah. i could be there i've had a great life yes yeah. exactly and like 
as you were speaking, I was like, I was doing some level one think, think listening, which is not good. Yeah, when you like listen, but you're like thinking about too. yourself, like how it applies to you versus like receiving the info. But um, if I were to take a step back, yes, I'd be at peace with my life. I'm like always hustling and trying to do more. So like even in this moment, I was like, what if I would just stop hustling and just be at peace? I was like, even feels good. Right, like it just feels good to yes. be like, oh, then you can just like live and like not stress and just do the best you can, and that's enough. Yeah. Right. Exactly, because she told me this story when we were at VidCon, and if people out there don't know, VidCon is a very like energy, like it's tough to be there. Um, and then she told me this story, and I'm like, Tiffany, get yourself together. <laughs> right. If you are feeling that like, imagine this is gonna you take there, you down. Yeah, like, imagine get it you, I mean, a very could possibly take me down but it didn't yeah but you know with those kinds of things like and i said in grad school you know i there were areas that i could have been stressed but i dug deep and some of my classmates and people i've met through life after the army have asked me like wow like well i didn't go to afghanistan so like i can't you know i can't be at peace like you or i can't have that resilience like you and i'm like no like you can all build this resilience right like just everyone has had some sort of obstacle Mm -hmm. in life where they thought they could never overcome it or it was truly the lowest point and you just have to think like whatever obstacle you're going through at the time just think like at least it's not as bad as moment x Mm. you know and just like put it into perspective for yourself it does not have to be a deployment to the middle east to give you that perspective yeah but everyone's been through some obstacles you just have to like i always call it's like a little thing in your toolkit you know just uh, pull up that moment of resiliency and like you know put everything perspective for yourself so and then when you see people at work or like in all your jobs like doing the most acting crazy like uh, making everything seem like it's the end of the world yeah. like what do you think <laughs> because I, when that when i see that around me i'm really, i like get so frustrated i'm like what relax yeah you know, even though i yeah. do it for myself like i think there's a certain level that like i don't let myself get to anymore that I might have when I was younger but now I'm like you know like like family health friends like those are number one like work I will like put do my best but it's not going to take me away from like those other things right so when you see that like what do you think do you try to like give your support or do you kind of just like think oh they need to figure out their lives Uh, (laughs) i do try to help them and i you know i always remind them hey it's not so bad because of so and so um but ultimately like if they stress or not that's them like Mm -hmm. giving themselves an aneurysm right um but what i do for myself is i definitely like try not to let it affect me mm-hmm. um so i do try to help where i can with support um verbal support and emotional support but at some point you also have to protect your own energy yeah, you gotta, yes mm-hmm. protect your mm-hmm. own energy mm-hmm. it's it's hard though when everyone else is like doing the most around you yeah. so you also respond as oprah says responsible for the energy around you yeah that you allow into your space yes. you really have to be like so i won't be doing that with you yeah we were just talking about this boundaries setting boundaries and you know do you think like the military life allowed you to be better at doing that yes definitely and actually i feel like that's something 
I've had to work through um, since I've transitioned my career and like my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. The military is defined by boundaries and hierarchy, right? Mm. right? Like it's all about your rank and like with rank comes like um, different responsibilities, different, um, you know, like everything about it, um, different respect levels. But out in the civilian world, like it's not so clear right yeah, like you definitely. and your peer could be equals you and your manager some you know like could have a great relationship mm-hmm. but like um some people are so so casual with their managers but then like because there's not such a clear boundary yeah there's not um some managers don't know how to have boundaries with yeah. their team and want to be the cool mom you know and i see some of that too how do you feel about that kudzi I'm definitely not like cool mom vibes. I'm more like help you manage, like help you develop. I'm more like coach, coach vibes. That's but great. like I'll push you as a coach. So, but like coach with like care and heart. Will you bench people though if they're not performing? You're like you're gonna set this one out, or will you just like? <laughs> no, I think playing the games. I like, think I'm very clear. No, I'm very clear about like what I expect mm-hmm. and the benefits of doing well. Yeah. So if you do well, you. grow and succeed and like get cool opportunities if you don't you may see that there's less of those Mm -hmm. but like people know why yeah it's never like a surprise yeah and i'm I'm, like very communicative like i'm I'm all about like did we say it and did you understand what i mean and like are we on the same page then it's fine you say that yeah okay and then they have to respond like yes we're on the same page. yeah because if they're or or i don't understand which is fine too and then we can figure it out but i think it's really important to communicate what you expect and like what it takes to win um because sometimes people don't right you just give someone like a project or a job and like they actually don't know like what does the output even look like for this? Like, what is the level that it, this is, exp- who is it presented to? Like, what am I supposed to do? Mm. And then they can like falter. But if you're really clear, everyone's fine. I yeah. love it. And Cutsy mentioned like he also, his management style is to give people opportunities mm-hmm. first. And like, I would say with career transition, it's like, yes, be strategic and be in control of your career decisions, but also really hustle and find people that can give you an opportunity. Like all you need is one. Oh, we say. were literally. I, this is the <laughs> Tiffany <laughs> playbook. <laughs> I just said you just need one person to believe in yes. you, and the rest is history. Yes. Because that person will speak your praises to mm-hmm. all the right people. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, don't worry about the people who aren't loving you yeah. because, like, you're not all not you everyone. Yeah, you just need one supporter, and the right supporter will get you way further than like any like resume will right it's like all you need is that one person all you need is that one company like all you need is one to take so don't stop like keep going that's my advice people like get discouraged like oh i'm never gonna get this job or i'm never gonna find this guy or but as my parents always say it only takes one yes for anything yeah for anything and also like for like Maybe I'm just like too LA now, but like what's for you is for you. Yes. Like, it, like the thing that is your thing mm-hmm. will come at the right time for you. Yes. And like you just have to al- be open to receive that. I think sometimes oh, you're always beautiful. like pushing against. And like that's yeah. not your thing, yeah. you know? And like that's okay. And really being okay with that. I agree. Like when things end, like there's a reason. When things begin, there's a reason. When opportunities flow in, there's a reason. So just like 
relax and that's why i tell myself about dating too is like if there's like a period of no dating or people popping in it's just like that right person isn't ready for me yet so we're just gonna like sit on the cooker we're just gonna like <laughs> stew it around and like work on other things so that like we can like create that right moment where both people are ready yeah before we wrap since we have five minutes left what advice would you give to a career change or someone like, okay, I'm done with this. It's yeah. time for me to evolve. I'm not living my yeah. truest, highest, authentic mm, life. I love this. I need this advice. Um, I would say it's all about long game. It's all about long game. Like, don't stress about that next, that first next job, that first, you know, like, it, it has to be the perfect job, like, whatever you do in your next chapter. Like, um, I love this. Yeah. I always say, like, just keep your eye on the prize, which is hopefully what your five to 10 year plan is and be patient with life and take those like small steps that'll get you there. Um, it's a lot to ask of life to have everything perfect in your like first attempt in a right. career change. Um, just take it slow and be patient and be strategic. Um, and it's all just focus on the long game. So what's your long game? Can you share so, this with us? Yeah. I mean, I feel like honestly, I kind of have to keep making myself a new long game Okay. <laughs> because, well, you know, first when I was in grad school, I didn't, I mentioned I was working at some major media companies. Um, it started with, with like project management and like a department that I really wasn't passionate about. But for me, I just did it, put my head down because I knew like, okay, this will get me to the next step. Mm. Um, and I did it. And, and, you know, in the job after that, once again, like um, great company, but maybe not necessarily what I love to do. Um, but I did that for a year and then that got me, you know, like then two more jobs later, here I am doing what I actually love to do. Mm. Um, so I would say like my long game now, gosh, I don't know, continue to stay in entertainment, yeah. um, stay in a job that allows me to like keep on with the trends and like tomorrow's top stars. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I would feel I feel like it's been a long way to get here. Mm -hmm. But um, throughout the way, I like didn't get discouraged. Right. And I was pretty patient. I love the one thing you said about how like those positions might not have been the perfect positions for you then, but like you knew you had to do it to get to the next step. I feel like a lot of people don't think like that and they're just like, well, I want this perfect thing now and right. it has to look like this mm -hmm. and I want this position and this thing. Like totally. Like, why don't I deserve yeah, this? Yeah. Like, like what made, like what got you there? Is it, is it because of your background? Yeah. I think because I knew I was coming from the military, like, I also have empathy for the companies that were hiring me. Like, I know it's a lot for them to see that. They took jump. a risk, right? You know, totally. they took a chance. They took a chance. Totally. Everyone always thinks like, the first company, like, right? Like, they the took a chance that, yeah. on me after the military, and then the company after that. Like, um, I just knew, like, from a completely different career, like, I would just need to be patient and prove myself um, in a way to get me to like that dream role. Wow. I love that. I love that. Patience, <laughs> long game. I was all my favorite professors at um, Stanford for my MBA said this. It's, it really is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Yes, like you I really like need to like chill mm -hmm. because it only counts over like 30, 40 years. Yeah. It doesn't count like yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Like no, like yeah. you can't, you're not going to win it tomorrow. Yeah. You're going to win it when you're like 65. Yeah. Right. So you got to keep going. It's like the baby steps that lead to like yeah. the big thing. And then right. one yeah. day and you wake up one day and you're like, wow, yeah. I'm there. Like I'm I did there. that. Yeah. And you also don't want it too soon. I had this thing where like early L.A., like a year in, I had 
I had some major peak experiences that were like really things that I just imagined in my head I would love to do. And I just had them like back to back. Yeah. It was crazy. And I was a little bit shook. I was a little bit stuck because it was like, oh, my God, what do I even do next? Like, I just thought all of these things would just be like things I would do like in 10 years yeah. time. And then you get a little shaken because then like, what am I working towards? Which mm-hmm. like, that's a separate issue. I have to have bigger dreams. That's like a whole other thing. <laughs> but it's that idea of like, the journey is like the joy like that's yeah. the whole thing and like don't be too worried about like each step right because you just take one and if it's the right one it's the right one if it's not you just take another one and like whatever you thought the perfect role or the perfect company is if you end up there and it's not like and it that's, almost never you know, is totally like, like how disappointing and leave it up to fate in the universe i'm reading this book called wait hold on i think it's the man's search for meaning i need to just double check i saw this on your story i was like so what is happening man's search for meaning um and he said like when he was in the concentration camps like there were so many times where people would say like go with this um like leave there stay here go with that and like if he had done that if he had listened to them and Mm -hmm. not like just let fate take its course he wouldn't have survived and how like sometimes things that you plan or like what you think is the next best move like if you force it like in moments of like oh I, I just need to like save my life you're just in such a point of like i don't know like that's all i can think about like you'll miss what was actually meant to happen for you so oh, yeah love that. you gotta yeah. you gotta do it when it's the right time like you just have to let it go. be patient yeah, be patient yeah. do your best come from a place of love and be surrender patient. it surrender yes. no like and try your best do your best we're not saying don't do your best do your best and let the universe take control care yeah. of the rest bars that's a good one i'm gonna steal that that's gonna be did you just make that up no i was i was hearing you speak and then i was like you need to end it on a rhyme yeah on a rhyme (laughs) do your best and let the universe take care of the the rest i love it done done and we all thanks for listening thanks for coming on yeah thank you i love your story guys thanks for having me for any career transitions out there you're good. And where can they find you if they want to reach out and slide into your DM? Be patient. <laughs> um, my, you can slide in. I am at at Evelyn Zhang, Z H A N G, on Instagram. Um, I am all on the other platforms too, but I feel like that's like yeah, easy that's the best DM. Place yeah. for them to get one, to you. Your main mm-hmm. one. Do you respond to all DMs? Yes, I do. I do. You guys can follow her stories. They are amazing. <laughs> so hilarious. Yeah. And like, that's how I find out about, like she just posted about the new Fenty products, which I didn't even oh, know yeah, about. Yeah. The new foundation? Yeah, Rihanna mm. came out with the hydrating foundation. She got, got it. it. How is it? Good? Um, yes, except the issue is I'm such a Fenty fan that I bought it, even though it doesn't, like, it's not a match for my skin yeah. combo. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just such a fan. I like want to like support her. Oh, we got a question for Matt Joseph dot fit on instagram just for others real quick how do you know when you're ready to jump oh. it's not for him he was clear yeah. to say it's for other people so was honestly, like, okay. this, was, <laughs> this was actually a really clear moment for me because this is also a guideline that i now live by which is that i have realized um for me, like money is not my end game because when I was in the military, I got out as a captain. Um, so I was at a great rank. I, you know, like the federal 
like office pay, the officer pay for uh, military officers is really comfortable. Health insurance is all covered um, in the military. So like for all intents and purposes, like I was financially comfortable, mm-hmm. um, but I would wake up and like not be excited to go to work mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. really love what I was doing. And like it was this like so such a clear moment that I was like, wow, like on paper everything looks great and I'm like kind of like in this really stable comfortable part of life but I'm not happy so like I kind of that was the moment of eureka moment where I was like okay time for a change I love that that's a great answer you can feel it you can feel it you can feel it you know when it's like this is not because I think a lot of people will chase money and like a certain salary I really don't I probably should chase more (laughs) um but I, it really doesn't like it's yeah. the because I know myself. I can literally see myself. Yeah. I can see myself as like an actual multimillionaire, <laughs> but like so depressed. Like, right. and, and I know my, I know <laughs> right. my, I know my personality. Right, it'll never be enough if it's just for money. Right, and like so I will never, it will never be enough. Isn't there that study which says like if you earn like seventy thousand, yeah, like a threshold, like that's the threshold that. of like actual happiness yeah. to like the work you put in. And because you just buy more things, go on more yes, things. But like if exactly. you're not, if your soul's not good and you're exactly. not happy and you don't it's feel like, fulfilled and excited, point? it's just like more. And like money is great. It's actually great. You can buy stuff. It's cool. Yes. You can support people and yes. friends and like yes. you know not be too worried if you yeah. get sick. Like it's good um, and important, but it's not everything. No. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, y'all, that was just a little extra bit. Um, Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Life in Limbo Land, the go-to podcast for all things millennial. If you like what you heard, go give us a rating on iTunes. We're hoping for five, but do whatever you feel is right, five. And make sure that you go like and heart and comment on all of our social media posts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram.